Fair. up their lips and presses it against their boss's buttocks and then smooches as an ass kisser. I seem to be inept at everything except my work. I'm good at my work. So I can find myself to that. All I want out of life is a 30 share and a 20 rating. The man's enlarged my mind. Uh, uh, he's a poet, warrior in the, in the classic sense. Uh, I'm a little man. I'm a little man. He's, he's a great man. Think of it as colors. There's black and there's white. And in between is mostly gray. That's us. Now, gray is a tough color because it's not as simple as black and white. And for the media, certainly not as interesting. But it's who we are. Tolosa 2 Leader Fan Fan Radio Network Town And KFAN.com One minute, 54 seconds past 3 o'clock Central Daylight Time Welcome back, 3 hour edition Of the Bumper to Bumper Show Those of you in the hockey community will probably know why Wild back in action tonight No pregame show apparently Funny I think we should be out at 5.30. I've always said that. But apparently we're going till 6, opening face-off in Montreal for the Wild. I'm assuming sometime between 6 o'clock and 6.10 Central Daylight Time. That's why it's a three-hour tour today. we got another three-hour tour on Thursday for the same reason. My name is Dan Burrow. I'm host, uh, the host of the program. Guardsy is the producer and the sidekick. And we're glad that you joined us on uh, what's now turned out to be a pretty nice day. It's a little chilly, but the sun is out. It's not out symbolically, perhaps, but it is out uh, literally because I can, I can see blue sky heading west as I look west in my direction here in St. Louis Park. Bradshaw and Brian Inbox rebooted. It's available to you. Booth at KFAN.com. Horton Volvo guest lineup. Johnny Athletic at 355, so about 52 minutes from now. And uh, Luigi will join by phone today. 515 Louie on your Minnesota Wild. It's also Grand in Your Hand Day again today. I think you'll have three opportunities to qualify, perhaps, for $1,000. We'll see. I hope We're rooting for you. We hope it happens for each and every one of you. I mentioned off the top of the program that we are indeed your will defense also be optional in Tolosa 2 leader. Believe. Um, those of you who aren't familiar with, you're going, what's Tolosa? Oh, how could you um, not be familiar? It's a callback on this show. We've had some fun with it. It's the, it's the vision of one of the Minnesota Timberwolves visionaries, right? Uh, Mark Laurie wants to build a city from scratch. He continues to have huge meetings about it. 
Tolosa town halls. Tolosa town hall meetings, etc. Uh, I don't think they've broken ground on Tolosa yet, but it's out there somewhere. And based on what we saw again last night, there apparently will be no defense played in the city of Tolosa. I, I start this program today feeling sheepish and embarrassed. I'm not going to lie to you. Because I, as much as a lot of what all of us do is bit-related, Every once in a while, I think you do try to steer your audience in the right direction. As much fun as it is to play the games we play, make it up as we go along, say, no, we didn't mean that. That was a bit. Occasionally, you'd like to, 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 to guide them in the right direction. And the direction I have attempted to guide people in regarding to the Minnesota Timberwolves in this entire offseason is this is going to be fun. This is going to be one Hell of a ride. Don't assume the worst. Don't assume that if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. Don't worry about the history of the organization. Times are changing. And I'm not here to tell you that all of that is already lost because that would be rather foolish. How many games in? Four or two and two now? Two and two, yep. Two Four up, games two in. But I can't lie to you. I feel betrayed already by what I've seen, and quite frankly, then by myself, getting as ducky and bunny as I was or have been about this direction. The Gobert trade, uh, the new president of basketball operations, a number of the other ancillary moves that have already been made, and just a sense that I don't know if there's an NBA title in our future, but NBA relevance is definitely in our future, and we can't escape it. We can't, there's no way that we can not attain at least that. And so even if, like I said, we're two and two, even if we start a 12-game winning streak tomorrow night in the rematch against San Antonio, I still feel already as if I've been betrayed and I've betrayed the audience. Because what took place last night again, and I believe me, I've seen it with less talented teams, I've seen it decade after decade. That's what's sick about this. I've seen teams refuse to compete before way too many times in the history of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I've written about it many times. I used to call them the trembling timber chihuahuas. That's how bad it was, and that's how annoyed I was as the Timberwolves superfan. But there is literally... No excuse for the pig-like effort that the Wolves exhibited last night. Honest to God. I, if it were up to me, and it's not, I don't think, I think I would start a new lineup tomorrow night. Completely. Now, you can't do that the way the NBA is set up anymore, I guess, unless you're Pop. He could. Pop could do that. He's done similar Pop's things. Got, he's done similar things, and he's got the bona fides to do it. But there aren't that many coaches who go down that road or feel like they've got that kind of equity or power, and it's, oh, it's a different age. You just can't. And what are you going to accomplish there? If you further alienate the guys who have to be the solution, then where do you go? I get all of that. But last night was disgraceful. No matter what happens from this, and that, don't tell me about getting used to each other. That's not what took place last night. They as much as admitted it. 
The head coach confirmed it. How about Ant? I'm not I'm not real good in back-to-backs. I I got to change that. Are you kidding me? Seriously? Here it is. Here's the quote. It's just normal for me to be bad on back-to-backs throughout my three years I've been in the league. Every time I have a back-to-back, I do bad in the second game. i got to figure out whatever that strategy is. I've got to get that together. You think so? got to grow up immediately on crap like that. One thing is to say you have an off-shooting night, right? That happens. But the idea that no energy, this one's on me. I came out with no energy at all. If I come out with energy, that changes the whole team. It's all about me right now. And I don't really want to just make it about him because it's not just about him. But it's an example of here's what's happened. I I hate to say it. And it's probably my fault. And all of us who have praised the direction the team has headed in, because last year happened. It wasn't a, a mirage. They improved. They emerged last season. They had a successful regular season. But those of us who have celebrated that said, here's where it can go from here and celebrated the trade. I hate to say it. These guys, no matter what they say publicly, they think they've already arrived. They have heard so much about, are you kidding me? Anthony Edwards just turned 21. That's absurd. The talent that he has cat getting better every year. Yeah. Got some issues. It's a team on the come. I don't want to even talk about what we say about Delo because it's not all positive. But the fact is, these guys, it, it, it's, it's, it's obvious what took place last night. That they already think they've arrived. And they frankly don't have any fear. We talk about fear-based culture. And I get it. In 2022, that's not supposed to work. But something has got to get through be, to be conveyed to these guys that there are consequence basketball sports consequences for being as trembling chihuahua like as the wolves were last night i feel bad for the fans who were there honest to god they didn't get you know what there was talk about getting them getting booed they didn't get booed enough they should have got booed more often they should have got booed almost from the start to the finish San Antonio Davey had 50 points with almost nine minutes to go in the second quarter. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. So, yeah, I am embarrassed because I've led you down the primrose path. I have pretty much said to you, it's going to be okay this time. This is real. You can invest. You can absolutely invest. And, I mean, I was very torn last night because I'm, I'm watching that train wreck. I'm expecting another Monday night football train wreck for the Chicago Bears. The Bears end up dominating in their game. So I'm flipping back and forth. But I'm seeing enough of it to say, are you kidding me? You're not serious. This is, again, not a serious basketball team. Because... People can understand and interpret and even accept a little bit of time being needed for the pieces to fit together in terms of the system. 
Am I supposed to go there? Or am I supposed to go over here? That kind of stuff. I think people can accept that. You know how they accept it? When you're playing hard. Your effort is there. The head coach. The head coach. Who's got to be careful how often he goes down this road himself because it's his team. It's his group. He said, we had two teams come in here and play with the right kind of effort, and we haven't done it. I'll get the exact quote in a minute. I don't think I can, I don't even think I can focus on a quote on the screen right now. I'm so worked up. It's, it really is daunting. You go, what are you, why are we spending the time we do analyzing how the pieces are going to fit together and how interesting this might be with, with that when apparently we're more invested in the product than you are? You cannot be invested in your product if that's what, how you play last night. So I hope he benches them all. The problem with that, again, is, well, there's, they're going to have to be part of the solution, right? Unless, are we all going to start talking about trades? Who, who we trade away? Which one? Well, is there a schism now between Carl and Ant because of the diet? Popeye's fried chicken? The the Popeye's? Yeah, that Carl comment. doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, Carl, Carl has done one thing well passed. on the court. He's passed well. Yep. He has done nothing else particularly well. D'Lo has not run the offense well at all. Oh, I don't care what his box score says in terms of his, own, his, his point totals. He hasn't run it right. This team isn't run right already. And some of it is, like I said, we get it. Gobert is seven feet. Towns is seven feet or close to it. It's harder to get up and down the court, right, when, you, when, you, when you're that big. Nobody's getting back. Nobody's paying any attention to anything. And the only thing I can come up with is, like I said, they think they've already arrived. They don't really think there are any consequences. There's no accountability because they go, oh, what are you going to do to me? Can't cut me. So what I'll do is after the game, I'll raise my hand, and this will keep the media jackals at bay. Oh, he's being holding, holding himself accountable. Ant's holding himself accountable. Cat's holding himself accountable. Meaningless. It's already four games in. It's already meaningless. Why wouldn't you be, in all seriousness, again, the first week of the season, or is this the second week? Well, they opened last Wednesday. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you be motivated and say, let's, let's hit the ground running, man. This is supposed to be fun. We got nice pieces. They went out and got spent a lot of money on the president of basketball operations. They're spending money all over the place in terms of contracts. And you go, the first week of the season, four games in, you can't get up for the game? Oh, my God. It is, it's, um, like I said, they they could end up winning 65 games. Well, no, they're not going to win 65 games this year. Will they win 55, as I suggested? Probably not. But whatever it is, this still shouldn't happen. It shouldn't take this, that kind of crap that took place last night downtown. That the Everybody, not only should have everybody have booed, they should have left. That would have been the statement. That by the end of that game, and boy, congratulations on that comeback. Boy, we, we stood tall in the fourth quarter, didn't we? We made it a, a more interesting final score. If the most arousing thing for me last night would have been, as the final seconds ticked off, final horn sounds, and there's nobody left in the building. It's like a COVID year. Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah, Everybody said, Cardboard are you kidding cutouts. me? Why would I bother? Why should I be 
even close to invested in this as much as I am when you guys aren't invested in it as at all at all. And that's that's my team. That's our team. Super Minnesota fan. Timberwolves, super fan. The fan of Granite Logistics want to change the vibe a little bit. Want to give you a shot to put a grand in your hand. It's our national cash contest. Enter the keyword bills at KFAN.com. That's your shot at winning. Go to KFAN.com and enter the keyword bills. I have only one regret about this first segment. I don't think I was vicious enough. If I had a chance to start it over, I'd be FAN. I was so sure of myself. talked about this before these are habits that we've got to ingrain in them in a hurry uh, whether they've been asked to do it or not you know i think um i'm sure there's a lot of guys at the other end of the arena here in that locker room are doing things that they hadn't done before they got to this level so that's what it takes to win i think it's all on me tonight um i came out with no energy at all i tried to find some in the second second quarter couldn't get any in it just carried over to the next half i got to come out with better energy in and help us from uh, Finchie, then you heard from Ant. Another quote from Finch. That's two teams, the Spurs and Utah, have come in here and played the game the right way and made more efforts than us. Those aren't things that we certainly can tolerate, but we've got to figure out why, and a lot of it is our connectivity right now. It's got to be better both ends of the uh, floor. I can't imagine what um, Conley's thinking already. In all seriousness. Now, maybe we'll find out he's Okay, calm down, guy. Um, but I, it's difficult for me to believe. It's one of the things we're going to talk about with Louie at 515 because Louie's been in that chair. And it's such a fascinating question. How long you let things go? In other words, on the basis of seasons young. Wolves started last year, I think, four and nine. And then I believe that's when uh, Pat Bev called the players only meeting that's right, right. yeah i remember that johnny so, will remember that yeah we'll talk to him about that at, at 355 but i my guess is part of it with louis is going to be well no if you've identified something that you think is major you don't wait whatever it is you 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 don't wait for uh just give it you know let it let it, everybody breathe r-e-l-a-x that's always the interesting question because when it when it's your job on the line and it's your team, it's your baby, um, you have to make those sorts of decisions and calibrations about when it's no, it's not too early to be disturbed. I would argue that it's not too early to be disturbed by that performance and particularly because that's basically all we've seen. We've seen variations of that performance almost every game. Even that the even the games not to the same degree in the games we won, but nevertheless, um, we've seen them. We've seen some of the same tendencies already. And 
we we warned we we talked about this yesterday that I guess you could say well but did Pop lose his mind when the Spurs lost their opener by I think twenty five or twenty seven Carolina by the way they don't have their point they're they're missing at least two players and they've come back nicely from that but my point on on Popovich and the Spurs is what you do know about them is if you don't play the right way. I mean, we obliterated them several times last year, right? Didn't Cat yeah, have a 60-point game? Yeah. yeah. Um, but if he is putting something together where he's adding a little bit of talent, they're they're going to play a certain way. They're not going to cheat the game. They're not going to cheat the game. And that's what we said. You you and, and you'd like to think again on the basis of, well, you just won the last one, didn't play great, now you're back home. You want to sort of rectify what took place the last time you were home. And we saw none of that, and it and it was clinical. What the Spurs did, because that's they established it early, almost from the opening tip. Through, like I said, you're 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 when you're sitting on and I and they've got some interesting pieces now. But fifty points with almost nine minutes to go in the second quarter? Are you bleeping kidding me? And they just did it with precision, running stuff, getting out ahead of us. Um, it wasn't rocket science. It was a lot of it, like I said, when we talk about when 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 the head coach talks about connectivity, um, you could say some of that is related to players getting used to being around each other. You've added a big piece in Gobert. That's a different way that you have to play with him by definition. But I would say a lot of it is just flat out, get your ass back. Don't. Whine about the officials. Don't wait for the call. Don't assume a teammate's gonna gonna take care of it for you. None of your teammates are playing well enough or interested enough to necessarily you count on that. Get back. And I'll be very curious to see how they come out this next game. I'm assuming they'll come out with energy, but it has to be more than just a burst, right? For the first six minutes, like. We're gonna try hard for six minutes. Yeah, and then we see we prove we can try hard. Well, that's and then what you, I always you, worry you, about. Then you relax. You can't. Yeah. That's what this team has to figure out at some point, and maybe they can't. You know, we we'll, we'll talk about it with Johnny. Um, it's not just Pat Bev. It's Vando as well. Vanderbilt was an energy guy defensively, and maybe we haven't talked enough about that loss. But the fact of the matter is, they're a met. They're a mess defensively, I think, largely because of effort. They're a mess offensively, I think, in part because half the time they're not even running the offense. They, they'll they run it for like three or four possessions, and then it'll be, well, it must be Cat's turn, or it must be um, Ant's turn, or whatever the case may be. They got a lot Keep of mouths to running feed. the offense. I don't understand why you, you've got the makings of a pretty good offense but you got to keep running it. And if 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 Finchie is the offensive genius that I've been told by Johnny Athletic and others that he is, you got to figure it out, man. It's I, this is you're you've now been here long enough where this is on you too. We're at that point where you go. It doesn't matter how much of a genius you are if you can't sell the players on running it when it matters. I said this Sunday. The ball getting sticky thing. That's become the cliche here. For what we got to try to avoid. We've heard it from the head coach a couple times. The head coach has to realize that people aren't just going to blame the players. They're going to say, you're supposed to put the whole damn thing together. 
And allegedly, you've got good relationships with these guys, and you know what buttons to push. So if the right buttons are being pushed, then the ball shouldn't be as sticky as often as it already seems to be this early in uh, in the 2022-23 season. Here's the other part that bugs me, because you've covered most of it. I think you've done a nice job of covering all the bases of negativity and savagery. After the first half where you basically fail to show up, you go into halftime, you're down 10. You kind of scrap your way back, right, and get it to yeah. a manager after spending most of the first half down double digits. So what does a mature team do after the half? You would say, all right, guys, we messed around here for 24 minutes. Can we get serious here and start the second half? Can we come out and show them that, remind them that they're the team that everybody thinks is tanking or the team that everybody's got winning 50? We're at home. The fans have stuck around. Can we come out and reassert ourselves right away here in the third quarter? And what happened? San Antonio Davey comes out on a 7-0 run two minutes in, and we have to call a timeout. I mean, so you're right. Which, and you know, in the locker room, Pop's saying, you know what? Get right back on top of them. They think they got back in this game. They may relax. Or even if they don't relax, we got to be prepared and fire right back. And to your point, you're 100% right. That's exactly what happened. And then the game's over again. Game's over oh, again. It makes it impossible. It yeah. makes it hard to get back into it after that. You can only come back from so many. It happens every night in the NBA. A double-digit deficit gets washed or a 20-point deficit gets washed. But that's what bugged me, I think, more than even anything. Because even if you want to forgive the slow start, yeah. which happens, which it shouldn't, but it does especially this earlier in the season, as you said, you come out and, okay, we, we, we messed around, but now we're going we're gonna to find our level here and we're going to establish ourselves. And less than two minutes, I mean, one, one minute and 59 seconds into the second half, yeah. the Wolves are already calling a timeout to collect themselves. Not going to work. Um, I, I, I've got, it's the first one to come in today. There was a tweet that came my way yesterday. You want to really get me going today. Well, let me break, and I'll, and I'll get to the email, because this, this, is, this falls under the classification of what qualifies for some people around the water cooler as profound, um, incisive commentary, not on the Timberwolves, but, but, but on, the, uh, on the NBA, on the entire National Basketball Association Pro Basketball. I hate it. I can't stand it. It's lazy, and I will explain why it's lazy. Fan. You mentioned, Guardsy, the Wolves had cut it to 10 at the half. Spurs come out on a 7-0 run. I don't think, did we call a timeout then? I don't even think we did. According no. to the play-by-play, -play, it says Timberwolves full timeout oh, after okay. Devin Vassell makes a three-pointer. Okay. Up 74-57. So, you know what else? Even then, you know what you can do off the timeout? Okay. Plant our feet. Did we plant our feet that the rest of that quarter? Well, the first possession, Cat uh, drew an offensive foul. He turned it over. I don't remember what happened. But no, they didn't. The rest of the quarter, we still got outscored 29-14. They still more than doubled us even after. You take out that 7-0 run, they still outscore us by double. 29-14. So there was never a, a, a statement made back. Emailer Joe, this is why I don't watch the NBA overpaid and underachieving. God, I can't tell you how much I hate the lazy narrative that, and, and it comes from people, honestly, 
who just don't like basketball or pro basketball, which is legal. I, I'm not saying you have to like it, but don't pick the outlier, which frankly was the Wolves last night, and even a few other teams. By the way, you just maybe not notice it as much. There are teams that, that mail it in in every bleeping sport. And there are plenty of teams in the NBA who play hard. You know what they do? They contend. They win championships. Or they are in position to win championships. Or they go deep into the playoffs. And they do contend. Does that mean they don't have off nights? Of course they have off nights. But I hate that notion that, well, that's why I watch the league. Nobody ever tries. It's just a lie. If you watch enough of it, you will know there are teams for which this is an issue or has been an issue. But there are plenty of teams who compete. And some nights, if they get blown out of a gym, it's because the other team's unconscious. Has more talent. Hitting shots, has more talent, etc. I just don't bring, come up with something better than that. Because the you can talk about guaranteed money. There's guaranteed money in baseball, too. There, any place there's the truth, the little dirty little secrets, every place there's guaranteed money, you don't know that you're getting the best. It's just in baseball, you can't tell. And to be honest, you actually can. Because now more and more players aren't running as hard to first base. But it also goes team to team. I think it depends on the team. There are plenty of teams. Look at, I mean, Pop's a good example of even if he doesn't have talent, he might get blown out. They're not going to get blown out on a regular basis because they're mailing the thing in. They're just not. Well, and that's the key on a regular basis because yeah, it, it's, people it, don't like to admit it because you'd like to think, well, if I was doing that job, I, there's no way I wouldn't play hard 82 nights, which sounds good and tough, exactly but it's also right. not realistic. No, it isn't. Because it's a, it's still a, it's a job, right? It, it is what it is, and some nights you have it, some nights you don't. Correct. The best teams have it more often than not. They're, it's a consistency of effort. But one thing that Pop and some of these other coaches do is that you don't let that turn into – it's not going to happen. They're not talking about this on the ticket in San Antonio Davy or whatever radio right. station they have down there once a week or once every couple of weeks. You're talking about it sporadically where the, where the effort would actually come into question. That's what the best-run organizations do. They minimize the nights where you just have a clunker because it is one of 82. That's a real thing, whether it's hockey or whether it's basketball. And unfortunately around here, we have them more often than not, or more often than we should. It might be that this is as good a time as any to try to take a deep breath and to say, to me, the Timberwolves superfan, it's not life and death. It's just sports. It's entertainment. It's an escape. And as a brutal reminder that I need from time to time and that maybe a lot of other people do as well. Seven years ago today, Flip Saunders passed away. Now, if Flip's listing in one way or another or his spirit is in this room, and I like to think that occasionally it is, he'd probably love the basketball conversation because he loved basketball. That's all he wanted to talk, even though I think he had a pretty good balance going on in his existence. But 
It's hard for me to believe that, um, once again, time does fly, that it's been seven years. That shock you? Does that surprise you? Seven years ago, when October I saw 25, the number, yeah. 2015, at the ridiculously tender age of 60 years old. I do miss, you know, the voice. I will say, even on a day like this, let's say if he wasn't coaching or he wasn't affiliated with his organization, I'd love to hear what he thinks about a situation, a basketball situation as it's already playing out. Well, if he were coaching the team and he heard the first segment, odds are he would have called in for the he second probably segment. You're right. And he would have either said, calm down. Hey, hey, we haven't even played a week. <laughs> hey, it's four games. We're working some things out. Yeah, I want to see better effort. But hey, we'll get there. <laughs> Uh, he probably most likely would have called. Has Tim Conley uh, surfaced? I haven't seen any quotes, no. I think he's more in the background at the moment. In the background? Yeah. Is he on Twitter? Does Conley, I didn't ask him, I didn't even check. A lot of these guys aren't on Twitter. Well, they are and they're not. Yeah, got yeah, the yeah. They're the, aware of everything that's said that, about yeah. him. That's very but true. they don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen, like, at Tim Conley, you know, nuggets or something. I'm just wondering if, you know, if he's felt like, you know, he was annoyed enough by it that he had something to say. I'm not saying he needs to. I'm not saying that he has to. And I don't even know, like I said, what you say at this point other than the uh, the obvious. A uh, couple people, uh, emailer, uh, wondering about uh, Rudy. Where's the Gobert uh, deal? Hold on. Meanwhile, um, emailer, let me try to explain to emailer B. Crawford. We know in the entire quarter it was 36 to 14 in the third. The point was, if Garzi had brought up last segment, or at the start of this segment, I've lost track. We've been on this. I feel like we've been on this for five days, the entire first hour. The, the Wolves had cut the lead, the Spurs lead to 10. And what kind of message did they convey when the third period began? A bad one. Spurs scored the first seven points, then a timeout. We were separating that 7-0, B. Crawford, from the rest because the point was, even then, after a timeout, you still have a chance. They even, taking out those seven, that 7-0 run, they still got outscored the rest of the quarter, 29-14. How does Rudy only take four shots? And he barely rebounded. I didn't see his final stats. I don't even know how many minutes he played. I it didn't look to me like anybody distinguished themselves. I am not obsessed with how many shots Rudy ends up with. No, I have zero interest. Not really what he's here for. Not what he's here for. They may, you know, because he's being looked to more often with good passes because they're trying to include him than he's accustomed to, and that might mean he ends up scoring a few more points. But that, that's, that's part of the difficulty here. It's not any individual number that should get anybody's attention here. It's you're, you're, you, What you need to do is get to a place where you don't really care how many points each person, each player gets. It's what the whole should be greater than the sum of the parts. So the collective is what matters here. Are we moving the ball? Are we winning quarters? Are we ahead in the game? Are we hitting a high percentage of our shots in part because we're getting good shots? And obviously, Rudy's job is primarily defense, and it's primarily rebounding. 
And if he had an off night rebounding last night, I, I I'll I'll take this. It's seven this rebounds. It's seven rebounds. How many minutes did he end up playing? Thirty-one. But yeah, that's that is low for him. That's very true. Because it seems like almost automatically he's going to get ten, almost no matter what the game situation is. But the points, I just don't think. If there's a night he gets twenty because he got four dunks, great. If that's helping us uh, to win. But I'm not all that hung up about that uh, that aspect of it at uh, at all. That's for sure. Four for four from the field. Went to the free throw line two different occasions. He was three for four from the line. Seven rebounds, three blocks, a couple of turnovers, a okay. couple of fouls. That was Rudy's line. But it's not like you're in the middle of a big run and yeah. it's, we got to get Rudy a touch to calm yeah. this thing down. Like that, I think that's what the emailer was trying to suggest. No, I don't think like that. that's. I don't not, think he cares about that. And also, I mean, uh, part of the reason why he might his his lower rebounding total may have happened last night is he was scrambling around trying to trying to make up for people letting guys blow by him. You know, trying to block shots, trying to protect the rim. I mean, part of the issue they had the first night was Rudy's defending a lot. And everyone else has got to rebound a little bit. Ant at least got ten rebounds yeah, last night. Right. You know, Carl had eleven as well. Like that's an interesting thing too, with Rudy doing so much defensively. Like you've seen the little guys sneak in and get offensive rebounds because Rudy's either pulled away from the basket, he's pulled away from his guy, he's defending the shot, so he's not going to be able to. It's not as easy to just defend the shot, turn around, and get the rebound. Other guys have to do that too. I I really do believe you. Uh, you have to. This could be hard to do here because we've got. This is the great irony of our situation. We've got a pecking order established in a way that, like, well, no, some guy's got to play. This guy's got to play. And this guy's got to play that many minutes. And that's unfortunate because, again, what has this team really done? It, it had one breakout season last year, which was nice, but they got eliminated in the first round. And so we, we somehow the head coach, the, the president of basketball operations, has to convey a message that – we're going to play people that we think are going to give us the best chance to win. And that's what we're going to have to do. And if that means on a given night, D'Lo is not running anything, put J-Mac out there. Put Noel out there. Mix it up. Do as much mixing to me as you have to. Because if you're going to end up losing, losing half your games anyway, even in the soft part of the schedule, then you might as well try to figure some stuff out some combinations that might work better together that also maybe might get the message through to the people that you are you are sitting. Dio had didn't he, have, he had good offensive did he have good offensive numbers yesterday? Yeah, 8 of 16, yeah. Made three three-pointers so, got to the I, line. I don't think he ran it well at all. That's Seven where assists, that's where box, box scores are, are are funky. I I don't think and defensively he's a joke. We already kind of knew that, but to me he looks even worse. And then you're back to, well, didn't we, I mean, if you go back to the end of that playoff series last year, wasn't the handwriting on the wall? I mean, at that point, I wanted him gone. I think the only reason I softened on the position wasn't necessarily because I love him, because I, but because I thought, well, who's better? Who are you going to get out there? Because it didn't look like there was anybody else that we could get. So I guess you, you try to figure, let's, let's start the season with it and see if you can get the kind of consistency that you're looking for from him and who's the guy in this group as much as we can overrate the pat bev part of this who's the guy who's going to make everybody get in a circle and let them have it and say what are we doing what the bleep are we doing who is that i don't think it's cat i don't think it's anthony edwards rudy probably hasn't been here long enough to do it and i don't even know if that's his nature 
even though allegedly he can be pretty talky. So who is it? I don't know that there is. That's another issue. My biggest here. concern. There is nobody. Uh, let's break. We'll come back. Johnny Athletic. You read what he had to say today via the Athletic? Man, oh man. Um, he pinned it already, which means he thinks it's important and that it's going to last a while. And if he's right, there's going to be some agony before it gets better.